Hi, welcome to the Vidat Stories, the podcast of the Tishomingo County News. I'm Pamela McRae, Managing Editor of the Tishomingo County News, affectionately known as the Vidat. Today, we had a great conversation with uh, Pastor Don Elliott. We've got a deep dive interview relating to a series we've been running in recent weeks. The unique story of The Church in a Bar, Grace Chapel, has kicked off our new Ministry in Action feature, where we focus on local ministries and how they're doing the Lord's work here in our area. For those of you who have asked, we have several ministries lined up for our Ministry in Action section, and we welcome your ministry or church to come talk to us about what you're doing to love God's people. Pastor Don Elliott of Grace Chapel will tell us about how that church came about from the initial plan to be a summertime lake house people church to expanding to year-round ministry for not just lake folks, but the Pickwick Counts community and many folks from Tishomingo County as well. You'll find it interesting how they do church differently since they don't have to concern themselves with a lot of the business side of church, like buildings or denomination affiliations and such. We were joined by Vidette columnist and Grace Chapel member slash cheerleader Bruce Hartfield for this fun conversation. We also talked about the recent stirrings of the spirit going on in our regional colleges and right here at the recent Disciple Now Youth Conference in Tishomingo. Enjoy. are here with um, Pastor Don Elliott of Grace Chapel Church. And Pastor Don, we've already introduced ourselves and everything. We're pretty comfortable. We've also got um, Bruce Hartfield here. And we're so proud that you're here at the Tishmingo County News for our Vidat Stories podcast. Pamela, thank you. I'm very glad to be here. Good. Um, So I just want you to tell me your story. Where are you from? How did you get to where you are now? Well, I'm uh, originally from Georgia. And um, which means uh, I I have been in um, um, uh, college football heaven for the last two years with the Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, I guess so. Uh, so I I'm, I apologize for offending anybody out there. Roll Tide. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, grew up in Georgia, but came to Mississippi to go to college. Uh, my wife and I are both from Georgia, but we didn't know each other in Georgia. We came to Mississippi going to Bellhaven College oh, yeah. in Jackson, Mississippi, and that's where we met. Um, I um, um, went to college in Jackson, went to seminary, Reformed Theological Seminary in in Jackson, and became a, a Presbyterian pastor. Uh, and in 1985... Uh, came to my third pastorate in Corinth. Uh, there I uh, pastored First Presbyterian Church in Corinth and was there for um, 31 years. Um, absolutely loved it. And um, um, the time came for me to retire because um, the church was in a peaceful time and, and we had been really growing with young couples with small children because we had a very good youth program and children's program and still do there. And um, I thought it was just time to to um, move on and let a younger pastor come in. But I, uh, I, I thought I still had a little gas left in the tank, and, and but I wasn't sure what that would be. I'd all, always been a missions-supporting pastor, encouraging churches to to share the gospel and live out the gospel where we lived, but never forget the Great Commission, that we are to go and make disciples of all nations. So I, uh, I wondered if there might be an opportunity for me to, uh, as a retired uh, pastor, have some kind of taste of a mission field. And I had uh, been active in uh, Muslim mission while I was at First Presbyterian, had gone to Beirut, Lebanon a few times. Mm. So I thought about going there, but my wife did not want anything to do with um, Beirut, Lebanon. And so I began to just kind of think and pray about uh, going somewhere else. And all I can tell you is the idea to start a church at Pickwick um, came to mind we had uh, not been a Pickwick family, even though we lived just 30 miles away from the lake. Uh, uh, Lynn and I raised three boys, and um, but we, ju- we just were not 
you know, pickwick people. So it felt rather foreign to me. It, it felt like a, a, a totally different uh, community. Uh, um, and um, so that, that really was um, what led to the, the, the thought of, of starting the church at Pickwick. And this was at the beginning of uh, 2017. Okay. I can totally relate to that because now that we're trying to reach out to the lake, I realize how very Tishomingo farmer we are. Mm. <laughs> we have never been to the lake hardly. Yeah, so, well, I've, I was a Corinth dweller, and, and so many come to Corinth for shopping and other things, but, you know, they, they, they love Pickwick and mm-hmm. want to stay in, in Pickwick. So did you always know that you were going to be a pastor? Wow, Pamela. Um, always is a long time. Um, I, uh, I went to college with a struggle of calling that I, I wondered if God was calling me. I went to college to basically said, okay, Lord, if, if this is what you want me to do, um, uh, prove it. Uh, and um, nothing, like chal- was, nothing like challenging God. Uh, yeah, I was um, converted as a junior in high school, mainly influenced by uh, Billy Graham, uh, even though I was Presbyterian. And, um, uh, but I went to college, you know, Lord, I'll go in the direction of studying the scripture and theology. And um, uh, let me, let me see if that is full of joy or not. And what I found, it was, it, it was just something that uh, was from my heart and 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 I I um, continued to build on that call and going on to seminary and and um, uh, really in, in enjoyed uh, being um, um, in Presbyterian churches in Georgia and then Alabama and then Mississippi. So um, you met your wife at Bellhaven or yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I had a car. She didn't. So on breaks, uh, oh yeah, I would go back you were the to, guy. Uh, I would go back to Georgia, and she needed a ride. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's how we first uh, got to know one another, and um, uh, we we dated over three years while uh, in college. Mm-hmm. And what part of Georgia are you from? Uh, Fayetteville, Georgia, which is a small town just south of Atlanta, twenty miles south of Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Um, so Grace Chapel is unique because if you, uh, one of the reasons that we wanted to have Pastor Don in was to kind of flesh out what we've learned about Grace Chapel, which is the church in a bar. If you haven't heard yet, it's the uh, church that meets at Freddie T's in Pickwick, Tennessee, which is a, a lake community. Everything there is pretty much about the lake. There are full-time residents there, but it's all about the lake there and they um i guess they have churches i know i've been to some of the churches up there for different things and there's some very good churches uh, at pickwick um and they have uh, some good ministries going on and um and we we seek to have contacts and relationships with them wherever we uh can up <clears throat> like tuesday mornings we we join hands with first baptist counts uh, doing uh, FCA at the Pickwick Southside School, and um, and that's something I really enjoy. Okay. But Pamela, I think I need to confess something. Uh, when I thought about starting a church at Pickwick, it was not in the plan to have the church in a bar. Uh, <laughs> all I wanted, I just thought of starting a, a church. The, the only distinctive I could say is that I I knew because it was um, in my retirement that I didn't feel any pressure um, from an outside group or from the, um, the Lord to kind of do church the way I'd always done church. I'd been um, um, you know, senior pastor of a church that was multi-staffed to um, um, we had a million dollar budget. We had 500 members. We, we, um, uh, supported 32 missionaries on the field. We had a $10 million plant 
and um, um, and and all that that came with that dealing with budgets, dealing with committees, dealing with a denomination, dealing with organizations, dealing with building maintenance. I I, I knew that um, the Lord was giving me a, a, a new opportunity to to uh, do church um, differently. Outside of that framework. Exactly. People don't realize how much church is, um, the people who work at a church, it's a career. It's a job also. It's a calling, but it's also, it's definitely an industry. I mean, you have to worry about all those kind of things. Uh, uh, Definitely. And and to be blunt, I thought I was good at that stuff. Organizational, and I, I, I could get jazzed about planning and, and, and all of that, but but the Lord had to deal with me first about you know why did I want to start a new church? Well, I I, I didn't need a salary. I, I'm I'm on a pension and you know comfortable. I I, I didn't need to um, um, didn't have any pressure to start a start a Presbyterian church at Pickwick. Um, uh, I had some people wanted me to do that, but it uh, it it didn't happen. Uh, all, all I wanted to do was um, I just wanted to preach the gospel and love people. Uh, I, I guess to bluntly think of my heart as a pastor, those were the two foundational things that I'd had all along, um, preaching the word and loving people. But yet um, that can be pushed to the side often in the church. And and um, and it's just the way um, um, churches go. So all all I knew is I was I was given kind of an opportunity to do something different, and and that was the mindset. And the first thing was, okay, Lord, we got to have a place. So Lord, provide a place. And there's a story that's that's run in the Tishomingo County News of how that happened, but. That place ended up being at Freddie T's. That is a restaurant bar at Pickwick. And it's worked out. I think it it it, it gives a certain amount of comfort, I guess, to some people who are unchurched or how did you say dechurched? It's kind of a more casual yeah, kind of situation a good word. than what they've um, uh, are used casual to. is a word that we hit on very early. We we developed a motto, come as you are. And, and that had to do with dress code. I would joke with people about, do you have a dress code at, at um, Grace Chapel? And I'd say, yeah, you've got to have clothes on. Um, that's good. But Less <laughs> that's, distracting. That's a simple dress code. <laughs> but come as you are is, is, is casual-based. We're a church at, at the lake, um, and, 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 and many of our people enjoy the, the, the lake on Sundays. And they come to church dressed casually to then later go out and eat and go to the lake. Um, what we've learned, though, is, and I wasn't even aware of this. It, it's just one of the, I've learned so much about church since I've been at Grace Chapel. One of the things I learned is, I, I, uh, because I came from a very formal background, I would preach in a robe, wearing uh, suits all the time, and and with people who would come to church in their Sunday best, it was just kind of the way they'd always done church. What I, I never realized is what a barrier that was, mm-hmm. an obstacle mm-hmm. that was to a lot of people. Now I, I was totally oblivious to just what you wear to church being an obstacle. So I've I've found. Um, a lot of people would say, well, I can't go to church because I don't have the clothes to wear to church, uh, good clothes to wear to church. And I went, well, you don't need that at Grace Chapel. At the, the setting is so casual. You, you walk in, number one, the room is dimly lit, and you, it, it kind of, I hope I don't offend anyone, it, it feels like a nightclub even though you walk in at 10 a.m. in the morning. But it's dimly lit with flat screens going on every wall. And, um, and there, there, there 
coffee and donuts that people can enjoy. And uh, I even kidded with one group, uh, one new family there yesterday saying, go back and get coffee, bring it here. And I don't care if you spill it when you come back. They're, they're used to things spilled on the floor worse than that. Aren't oh, they? man, they are. But it made me think about how I used to protect the carpets. Yes. At, yes. at previous churches. I mean, they're just so pristine and mm-hmm. so nice. And it, it would cause an argument and a real problem if you spilled coffee. I'll never so, forget when we had uh, vacation Bible school. I led vacation Bible school for years while my children were small. And one year, we had recently got new carpet, maybe a year or two before that. And um, one of my little girls got sick. And uh, not my girl, but one of our, our students got sick on the way to the bathroom. So from then on, me. I mean, you could tell every week that they had tried to clean that carpet. <laughs> Exactly. And you just know, I mean, and you know, 10 years later, they're like, we've needed carpet for 10 years. And you know exactly yeah. why they're talking about that. Well, we Which, are so fortunate. Marsha Fisher is the owner of Freddie Tees and, and, and she's active in Grace Chapel. As a matter of fact, she's our treasurer. And, and, um, she is so open and free with, with, uh, you know, the only demand I know of, she just says, take out your trash every Sunday. Okay, I think we can do that. Sure, sure. <laughs> and, so uh, kind of segueing into um, volunteers doing the trash and things like that, um, just looking at the Grace Chapel site, kind of um, checking it all out in the four or five weeks that we've been talking about Grace Chapel, um, I'm impressed by seeing a lot of different people to contact. There's small groups out there, there's worship groups, there's prayer groups, there's kids groups, and it all says contact somebody who is not you. And I just wanted to ask, how do you foster that kind of layperson ministry leadership? Because so many times, you know, they're just willing to let the pastor do it. We're paying him, let him do it. Let him lead the missions, let him do everything. And I tell you, many a pastor feels that obligation. I, I felt it for a long time. Um, I mean, they're paying me to do this. So when they bring me a complaint, then I need to solve it. I, if it's a problem, I need to deal with it. I need to make something happen. I do not feel that way at Grace Chapel. And, and, and the reason is, from the very beginning, I kind of used the comment um, when someone would come to me, they would say, well, Don, we need to do this. And I said, well, uh, I'm retired, so I'm not going to do it. So if <laughs> if if if, if uh, you want it done, then either you need to do it, and even give money to it, or get somebody else to do it. Uh, what do you think of that? And you know they they understood it, but but another thing, we started simply at Grace Chapel. We didn't start with a master plan, a five year plan, ten year plan. We, we, we didn't start with uh, all the programs that every church would have. We started simply with a worship service that is worship in the Word. Worship in the Word. In the summer of 2017, as a matter of fact, we started with a, um, a focus of just a worship service, worship in the Word, with a focus on lake house people, that, that was kind of our first demographic, we thought, that um, Pickwick explodes during the summer. Um, it, it, it more than quadruples in number of people. And so we started only for one summer, Memorial Day to Labor Day. And um, we had no plans to keep on going. We just... We, we just um, Okay, Lord, we're going to worship and see what happens. Lo and behold, by the middle part of the summer, people were saying, you're going to keep going, aren't you? You, you know, we're not all lake house people here. We, we, we found out that we were reaching uh, area residents, and, and they, were, they were wanting to, to continue. 
Um, and, and, and so as we became an every Sunday church, from the basis of the simple worship and word service came the, uh, how do you add? We, we developed a strategy that we, we believe the Lord would want us to only add as he would provide leaders in the ministry. So we didn't start a children's ministry until someone stepped forward and said, I will lead that. We didn't start a youth ministry until someone stepped forward, I will lead that. We didn't start a new, every new group, new small group we begin, begins with someone that says, I think, I, I think I, God wants me to start this, this small group. So we see our, and I see my position almost like a cheerleader. Yeah, go for it. We're behind you. I'll support you. I'm That's not what gonna I was going to ask next. Was um, how do you um, how do you um, support those leaders and guide them, ensure that they're um, authentically carrying Christ's message and Grace Chapel's message? Sure. How do you sure. enforce? I don't know. How well, to Pamela, say, that's you know? really important uh, yeah. uh, because we, we stay on message. If, if there is the, a core belief is in the gospel of Jesus Christ that people are saved by believing in Christ and repenting of their sins and and there's a there's a need of of, um, of that, and we believe the Bible is the Word of God, and 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 so um, those those common things, uh, I I kind of feel like I need to give the litmus test to find out if, if they're there. But then beyond that, uh, another thing Grace Chapel has taught me is I can't control everything. As a matter of fact, I should not control everything. A lot of pastors will feel like they they they, they are have, have got to kind of uh, have their finger in everything, but also controlling everything. Um, and I was just freed up to say, well, um, if if you you know if you are um, a faithful believer and have a core commitment to the Scripture. Um, then uh, I want to hear what God's doing in your your life, and and I will um, support you in in what uh, what you need to to do, what you think God's wanting you to do. So, um, I know that there's, I mean, they have small groups that meet outside the church. I noticed there's no Sunday school as such. That's right. So the small groups meet outside the church. Rick Warren. Um, style to me. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I remember I was always interested, and I was like, I want to be in the hiking small group. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a purpose-driven guy. Also, we yes. at First Presbyterian, we had that 40 days of purpose-driven yes. uh, uh, focus in in the church, and and so we uh, we really uh, enjoyed that. Thanks again to our sponsors for our new Vidat Stories, Tishomingo County News Podcast. Thanks to Farron Rainey Calvert and the Tishomingo County Tourism Council. They do so much to promote our county from Golden to Pickwick Lake. Come for a visit or stay for the rest of your life. Tishomingo County welcomes you. Thanks also to Mary Beard Grodsky, our favorite realtor with Cry Like Realtors in Pickwick and Collierville. Mary's a native of Iuka, and she has real estate in her blood, she says. She can find you your perfect home or a home away from home. Thanks again, Mary, for being a part of our podcast team. So you have a unique um, view on missions and giving, and we haven't really... Have we talked about that on the um, in the column yet, but the... Uh, you give away the fourth part uh, touches on it, I believe, next week. Yeah, or so this week. You give um, half of everything that's taken in. Well, once again, that was not a part of a master plan. I, I uh, it was something on the fly that, as I saw step by step, as the Lord was leading what this new church at Pickwick was to look like. The 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 first um, um, thing that influenced my thinking there was to be at Freddie T's at no expense. They did not charge us rent. We don't pay insurance. We don't pay utilities. We don't pay repairs. Uh, it, they offered it to us free. 
<clears throat> so it that provoked my thinking so much that um, the Lord was giving us an opportunity to handle money differently. We, we wouldn't have any building expenses. I did not need a full-time salary. My worship leader had a, as a business, he didn't need a full-time salary. Um, and, um, and I knew when I, I, would, I was thinking of all the obstacles I'd heard from people who had trouble with churches in the past, all the, and part of it was what I'd already talked about, dress, of which not only would people think I don't have the good clothes to wear, they didn't think much of people who dressed up. They thought they were showing off and, and, and all that. But another objection was money. How all the church wants is my money. Mm-hmm. All the church, uh, that's why they want me in church. They, they want my money. So I thought, how can I um, directly give a, a blow to that objection? <clears throat> so th- that, was, uh, that was the thought. I also knew as a pastor of, a, of a, um, an established church that the, the whole dealing with money thing dominated my time, took a lot of effort, caused a lot of worry and concern for me. And, and I felt like I had to preach on it often. And now granted, there's a lot in the scripture. Jesus talked the most about two things in the Bible. One is hell and the other is money. And uh, so it, it, it wasn't wrong to, to preach on it, but thinking of, of how to get rid of those obstacles, to have people come and, and uh, be exposed to the gospel in a way that um, they would... would um, be free uh, from that. Uh, with with, with uh, kind of new ears, hear the gospel. Uh, uh, well, and, and for me, as an established pastor, I would work with a budget committee for months. We would have a, the raising of, of, of pledges to underwrite the budget, and then every month receiving financial statements of staying within the budget and all that. And that was a constant thing. So I felt like I'd been given a gift to not do any budget work at all. So the idea was, well, don't do one. Just um, accept the gifts, the willing gifts of the people who come and treat the gifts by a simple percentage. And to um, begin with showing that when you give your money, it's not just to support a pastor, support a denomination, support a building. That um, our goal is that 50% would be given away, away from Grace Chapel. And, um, and, and so that's, you know, that's, that's how it, it, it all developed. And we do have our own expenses. Um, uh, probably our our praise band is is so exceptional, but they they are part time, and 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 they are paid. Many of them need that because they travel from Muscle Shoals, uh, from Boonville, from Red Bay, Alabama, as well as from Corinth. We have only one band member that lives at Pickwick. Uh huh. He's the one who gets to open the doors. So. Uh, right, uh, <laughs> and that's because our worship leader David Duncan had so many contacts in the, the music community in this whole region, that he gathered together the talent, musical talent, and the spiritual commitment. You know, those two things, those two things don't always go together. Right. You can have a great Christian that can't sing or play, or you can have a great player and singer that, that they want to perform. They don't, you know, really do things to the glory of God. <clears throat> so we have found people responsive to that. And um, when we give away, it, we, we have identified three areas <clears throat> that we focus on in giving away. It starts with the local community. 
it starts with the needy uh, in the Pickwick area. And um, uh, once again, we, we, we have people that give um, um, not just of their money to those needs, but of their time as well. Uh, we have what is called the HOPE team, H-O-P-E, helping others pray through emergencies. And uh, when we learn of someone in need, and we learn those through our members, our we don't have membership, but through the people of Grace Chapel, when we hear of a need, we respond to it and help with certain limits. But then we not only pay that power bill, but we uh, have someone from the HOPE team that commits to pray for them and get to know them, have a personal conversation with them to show uh, love and concern beyond the pain of a power bill. So, so um, um, reaching the needy of the community is important. But then next, this, this is something we discovered. God is, is working so much more than Grace Chapel in the area. And there's so many great ministries, not only good churches, but great ministries that have popped up. Right. So we've seen ourselves as we need to support, uh, support what other churches are doing, but support these um, <clears throat> area ministries that, um, um, to be blunt, need support. Uh, and, and that support is financial, but also we encourage our people to give themselves. And those ministries are like Living Free in Corinth and mm-hmm. the Freedom Center in mm-hmm. Corinth. A safe haven in Burnsville, um, right. Brenda's House of Hope in Savannah, and then there's a separate House of Hope ministry in Savannah as well, and and so to um, use our people in we have some of our people that are on the boards of those ministries, and some of our people that um, especially a ministry called Sharing God's Grace. That's where we we help needy and ministries by actually doing things of 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 construction mm-hmm. and plumbing and electricity and and um, uh, building ramps and repairing uh, floors and, and and you know stuff like that. Once again, I don't do that. That um, there's a ministry uh, mainly of men that uh, give themselves uh, to that. And then, then thirdly, it's the area of world mission. Um, um, we we have focused on Mexico as a kind of that first taste of world mission, and we've made a commitment um, to a church in a, a Port Angel, uh, Mexico, that's on the Pacific coast. Um, that we're uh, we've raised about a um, hundred thousand dollars to. Um, build their first building and that's right a hundred thousand dollars will do it in mexico right and um and and so we uh, we're really on the threshold in two weeks our third team is going there to uh um, celebrate with that congregation because uh, they they they're going to be in that building it's not totally finished yet but um, we'll be at the site we kind of like to say that a, a church in America without a building is helping a church in Mexico build a building. Love it. That Love it's it. just that sounds a little godlike uh, to me. Yes. Uh, but totally, and this giving away half of the offerings, we're on the uh, just getting. I, we're not. I, don't, I can't really crow about it exactly because I don't know the exact amount. But we're approaching giving a million dollars away since we started five years ago. That's amazing. And um, I don't know a lot of other churches that can say that. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it, uh, it's, it, it's, um, um, it's such a unique situation to not it, have to worry is, about your and, and, and I, and I, I really don't want to um, uh, say that that is the, the godly standard. I know when I was in a church, I would always encourage a church who, um, would probably preach for their members to tithe ten percent. A church should at least tithe ten percent to give away. Now, 
when I was at First Presbyterian Church, we, we, we sought to build that. And, and uh, I, I would always seek mainly in supporting missionaries to, to increase that percentage until the people complained. <laughs> and you just keep, keep pushing. We finally got to 23% of the budget given to missions. Um, but, but it, it, um, 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 it, it, it doesn't happen overnight, but our situation was unique and it all started with not having any building expenses. Mm-hmm. Just, um, um, gave us freedom to right. kind of do things differently. Right. It kind of makes you think about, um, the way that we do church and how much more we could be doing with doing it the way that the disciples did it, you know, giving yeah. it all. Yeah, I, I, I um, 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 that, that's a fine line right there. It, 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 this is not condemning the way other churches do church. It, it becomes almost a goal of do in, in what we're doing in the church uh, where the, once again, I think the, the, the heart of it is the preaching of the gospel and the loving of people and going into the world. And it starts with the preaching of the gospel, getting, you know, that people would, would be right with God. And then one of the first things that Jesus told the disciples in the upper room when the, the group was tight, you know, small, love one another as I have loved you. So loving each other that you see every week, that's where it starts. Right. And, and, but, but then it doesn't stop there. You know, the, the, the Great Commission that then as those disciples loving one another, that you're following Jesus, you are to go into the world and repeat it. Make, you've been made a disciple, then you make other disciples. So let me ask you, there's been a movement in the past, just during this month, really. Um, I'm sure you've read about it, Asbury, um, Samford University, different places where it looks like revivals broke out. People are worshiping. Um, What do you think about that? How do you, um, you know, the disciple now um, that we wrote about last week, uh, it was gathering of all the kids. It was Baptist Association, Tishmingo Baptist Association kids, but I think it's spreading and they're, you know, doing different things to be able to act, you know, give those kids more of a chance to worship mm-hmm. as they, you know, cause they get a lot more excited. It seems like than some of us old people. So, um, it's good to have a situation where they can do that. Um, so I was just going to ask, you know, I know that, uh, I'd heard that there'd been some testimonies to that effect and stuff up at Grace Chapel. So yeah, Pamela, I, I, I think there's, there's a, a stirring right now. I, I, um, I, I kind of fall a little, little short of, um, of, of calling it, um, a revival, but, but it could very well be, it's definitely a stirring of God. Usually I say that about revival because of a true revival from the Holy Spirit will give evidence down the road. It, it won't be just um, a chapel service on a college campus that goes 10 days. And it won't be a well-attended worship service by youth that is one they really enjoy. Right. Um, we need life change. Well, uh, Charles Almost. Spurgeon used to say, the work of the Holy Spirit, uh, if he's really at work, only time and the devil will tell. Mm. So... so um, Charles Spurgeon, a great Baptist um, English uh, a preacher, uh, but um, and I think that 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 is true. Uh, but I think there's evidence of a of a of a stirring that is going on. I I tend to I'm I'm very American here in American history. Tend to to speak of what's going on as an awakening. Good. Yes. Um, uh, America got started on the in the wake of the first great awakening in the 1740s. Um, uh, I've always been a Jonathan Edwards um, um, admirer and and loving to read about his his ministry in Massachusetts. And during that time, and George Whitfield preaching in in open fields 
um, in um, in the colonies. Um, and, and there's been a, a what has been called a second Great Awakening in the early 1800s that right. was on the frontier of the Cumberland Gap right. that has influenced the Bible Belt area quite a bit, uh, quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> and um, so um, I, I just know many people as, as well we at Grace Chapel have been praying for a revival, for a, a, right. an awakening because things seems to be so off the chart in America today and 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 things that um I, I can't believe how many times I've said ten years ago I would never have thought this would have happened. I'm not gonna give you a list of those things, but but it it, it seems to that list seems to be added to, you know, every month. Right. I can't believe this Un- is happening. Unprecedented. Yeah, I can't believe this is happening. And, <laughs> right. and well, th- this is um, um, something that is in the uh, positive area. For us at Grace Chapel, um, and, and adding to where on college campuses, you can add Blue Mountain to that. We have right, one right. of our young people uh, going to Blue Mountain. And when I was reading about what was happening at Asbury College, <clears throat> it caused me to really read and think and pray. Okay, Lord, what what do we um, what do we need to do? Kind of right, to have that. Right. And, and my worship leader really encouraged me. Let's let's just have a, a service of worship and prayer. I was offended that that I wouldn't preach. Uh, I, I was <laughs> I was wide open to it, but I wanted some testimonies. Right. So um, I called. Um, her name was McCaden Barnes uh, uh, on the campus at, at Blue Mountain. I said, McCaden, tell me what's happening. Well, she just bubbled over what had been happening. I said, would you come and share that at Grace Chapel? And she uh, said, yes. I was aware of a friend in First Pres, Corinth, whose daughter was on the campus at Samford. So I called her and said, what's, what's going on? And lo and behold, the daughter was really touched by what was going on at Sanford. So I asked her, I said, would you come and, and share the testimony of what you've learned from your daughter? So our service that Sunday, two weeks ago, started with those two ladies just giving the testimony of God's stirring on those two campuses. We had a time of worship where we just invited people to come and pray and from the first note of the worship music people started coming forward and uh, kneeling in the front of the the, the church and praying um, and that it turned out to be just kind of about an hour of continual movement people coming forward praying then going back and and um, I, I know of a, a a few guys they they said well Don I came forward twice I came forward and prayed and, and came back and, and then went, went back up. So that was that was quite a touching experience for us that got a lot of people's attention. And um, so we're, we're um, um, just, um, I, I think, expectant now. Um, the, the way I've, I've kind of looked at this as, as pastor, it, it's, it's like, okay, Lord, you... Um, we, we've we've been in existence for five and a half years. Uh, do you have something new for us? Uh, 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 we're not finished yet, are we? And and um, and he's he's dealt with me on that personally. Uh, um, and and uh, I um, so I'm 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 looking forward to not just hearing what else is going on somewhere else, but but. Um, also, and I've heard stories from other churches in the area of some stirrings that are going on. And um, I, I just look forward to hearing more of, of what's happening. So along those lines, um, depending on if this youth, this young revival kind of feeling, um, stirrings, if that, uh, what did someone say, if that ends up having legs or not, mm-hmm. um, you know, what we're trying to do is just provide the environment for that to go on yes. as long as it will. And I commend you, uh, Pamela, ours. for, I mean, you gave front page coverage of that. That's yeah. that's impressive. Well, that's news uh, and, to me. And, um, 
and and uh, I, I commend you for doing that. That just uh, helps to get the word out about what what God is doing. Not many paper papers talk about what God is doing. That's right. But we are really <laughs> and, uh, blessed to be. You know, there's no other place. There's no other paper that's going to report what's going on in Tishomingo County. No one, Tupelo is not going to. I worked at the Tupelo paper. They yeah. don't care. They've literally said they don't care. They stopped delivering here while I was there. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're going to show them, aren't you? Yeah. Well, you know, it's been a year and I think that we've really improved it. And, uh, you know, Tishomingo County is important to at least, you know, 12,000 people, 12,000 voters. Um or however many people live here. So, and, and the people who come through, you know, we've got the lake people that come through and, and we've got this great downtown. So, you know, we want to do everything and that's a good thing. And in the future, you've got this cross of Christ that, uh, is going to be, um, right. Uh, built on, um, the highway uh, 75. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 72. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's, um, um, and I, I, uh, I applaud from what, Bruce has told me about you're really wanting to you know reach into the Pickwick area, and um, um, and 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 you you'll be serving really a county and um, and beyond. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 a community that we're all part of, and so we're trying to to reach everyone in the community. Yeah. Um, and, you know, right before that, maybe two weeks before that, maybe that same week, I remember I don't always take notes during sermons because I'm the person who's upstairs doing the video and the all that kind of thing. But I did write down, um, God gives you things in your life. How are you going to use those for him? And there you have it. <laughs> yes. That day he was actually talking about uh, what was going on in D-Now um, down at crow's neck and we were in the regular church so i said well you know i can't do everything but i can do that this is the tool that we can use and we're blessed to have um the owner is supportive of that and i think that people are hungry for you know the newspaper to be on their side Mm. so many people kind of uh don't view media well they don't like news they don't but they listen to news and they see news all the time so they you know people people want to know and I would much rather have something like that than the two uh, fentanyl arrests yes. that were passed this past yes. week. So. Or car wrecks. Right. Or, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't even put those on the front page. Um, anyway, is there anything else that uh, you think we needed to ask about, Bruce? You've been amazingly, miraculously, I may say, quiet. Um, Bruce has brought uh, Grace Chapel into the fold and in addition to helping with the business consulting that he's been doing with the inter- with the Tishomingo County News so we're uh, we're proud of how he uses all the things that he does as a mission mm. you know well and I, I appreciate Bruce um, and and whoever might hear this I would uh, um, encourage pastors and, and, and churches and other ministries to uh, just get ready to to tell your stories. Uh, right. Minist- this ministry and action segment will be a, a part of the Tishomingo County News in um, the months ahead, and it's it's just an opportunity to to um, reach a, a a larger crowd than you see on Sunday morning. Right, Bruce. Thank you. First, let me say I've always heard preachers uh, do a little better with the congregation, so that was kind of my role today. <laughs> Beside that, uh, there, there's one thing that we didn't mention that I want to ask Don about because I kind of think that sums up so much of what you've just said. Don, how do we take collection at Grace Chapel? Uh, we don't pass a plate. Um, and I, um, I, I, I really don't give encouragements about giving. We have red boxes that are just kind of throughout the room, and uh, if people want to give, they 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 put their gifts in red boxes. Um, uh, it it it's gives us during the service uh, an opportunity to not focus on on the money part, uh, but yet it's there, and and uh, uh, 
it gives me something of a of an appreciation of people who give really um, make that effort, right? Right. Uh, and willingly give, not because a plate comes to them and ah, oh, better throw in a dollar bill or a twenty dollar bill. Um, so, so that that that's how. Well, as I'm sitting here listening, and it's it seems it's just representative of the whole structure of the church, because it, it it's up to the people to take the step. It's up to the people to come to take the step, whether it's in a small group or a ministry or giving or, or whatever service, whatever it might be. Bruce, that's a good point. Um, in um, for the church to be responsive, supportive, even encouraging of when someone wants to um, uh, do something or, or be involved. And um, I, I see it as, as uh, my role as pastor is one, that's one of the ways I can love the people is that they can do and be involved and, and be where God wants them to be rather than me just telling them, well, just come to church and give your money. That that's that's all you do. Oh, really? It, it God by His Spirit is always working in broader ways than 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 we we see. So to have something of an environment to encourage that. Granted, it's a little threatening. Uh, you can make mistakes. Um, and. But the, the vast majority I've, I've discovered is when, when, when people are encouraged in, in that and they find their, their ministry. I encourage people at Grace Chapel often, find your ministry. What is God calling you to do? What, how has the Spirit equipped you? Um, where do you see that something needs to be done? Then do it. And, and give yourself to it as a ministry that God has called you to, and you can be involved. And and what that leads to is, uh, um, I, I think, more mature disciples who are not just receiving all the time. You know, uh, yes. they, they are giving uh, as well. Great. Well, we sure are glad that you're here with us today, and uh, we look forward to hearing more about Grace Chapel and all the other different things that are going on with um, God's work uh, in Pickwick and in Tishomingo County. And we just appreciate everyone who's come along with us today. And thanks. It's been a blessing. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for me too, Don. (laughs) The Vidat Stories is a production of the Tishomingo County News, published weekly since 1883 in Iuka, Mississippi, owned by Joyner and Renard Publishing, LLC. We are all about Tishomingo County. Check us out on our website, tishco.news. You can see the complete e-editions, all the stories, and lots more pictures than we can fit in the newspaper. Recent back issues and links to our social media are also there. Make sure and check us out on our social media, Facebook and Instagram, and follow us there for the latest updates. Thank you.